This is the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Hey guys, welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Bev, listener Bev, from California. Also, right now, listener Bev from Hawaii. So welcome to the show, Bev. Hey, thank you. It's good to be back. And we are here in Hawaii because our newest grandbaby was born on St. Patrick's Day. His name is Camden, and he is wonderful and awesome. If you want to check out my own personal Papa Pip Instagram page, you can see a few pictures of him. Uh, you can probably go on Bev's Facebook and see one or two pictures of him I as well. We're, so. we're a little bit smitten with him. Uh, you might be able to hear from uh, the noise in the background. We are still in Hawaii. That noise that you maybe can hear, that's koki frogs. Koki uh, frogs are the most amazing thing. There are, I understand, millions of these little tiny frogs here. They got brought into the island and now they've just overtaken. And so at night, they just make this noise and it sounds like they're saying koki, koki. And when you get thousands and millions of them out there doing it, it creates quite, quite an uproar. And uh, that's what we got going on right now. The first time I, I came to Hawaii, it bothered me. I was just going to say, I remember the first time we came, it was like, what in the world is that? And we couldn't sleep that first night. Yeah. Then as the week went by, it was like, when are those koki frogs going to start? We yeah, looked forward like to it. it. And then when I got yeah. home, I was like, it's so quiet. Mm -hmm. And honestly, uh, last year, Bev was gone a lot uh, to visit her mother. And, and there's Ice Machine making ice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And so I was home alone, and at night it was so quiet in our bedroom, and I would play the sound of koki frogs on our echo in the room so that it would just give me a little bit of noise and make me feel comfortable and sleeping. It blows me away that they're so tiny. Yeah. I understand super... they're like the size of a fingernail. Yeah, maybe. look it up online. It's C-O-Q-U-I, I believe. I think so. Um, it might be C-O-C-Q-U, anyhow. Um, Koki frogs, they're uh, amazing little guys. Um, our word of the week this week is bamboozle. And uh, to bamboozle someone is to fool or cheat them. And hopefully that's not the way you feel after having listened to this show. I don't want you to feel as though we bamboozled you into listening to it. I was going to have my daughter be on the show to talk about being a mom for the second time. And she said, I guess. And I was like, well, do you want to? No, but I will. I don't want to feel pressured. And I said, well, I don't want you to... And I was definitely, it was going to be a bamboozle to get her on, so I decided not to do that. Um, so we've got Bev here today, but if you can use that word bamboozle in a sentence during the week, go ahead and give yourself some bonus points. Uh, let's say this is our sixth grandchild, seventh grandchild, let's give yourself seven bonus points there each you time go. you can use the word bamboozle in a sentence. Uh, just keep track of your own bonus points. As you're keeping track of your own bonus points, I also want you to remember that this show is 100% listener supported. And what that means is we count on you to help get the word out, to make us more successful. Because if you're getting something out of the show, don't you want somebody else to get something out of the show as well? So what we'd like you to do is go to whatever podcatcher you're using right now and give us a rating. Give us that five-star rating so it boosts us up in the algorithms that put new shows out there. Uh, give us a rating. That works even better. We love ratings on Apple Podcasts. They do a lot of good work for us. So please go give us a rating and a review wherever you're listening, but especially on Apple Podcasts seem to be the one that really carry a lot of the weight. And if you really want to go the extra mile, you can uh, follow us on all of our social media. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. You can follow us and let us know 
that you're there. Let other people know that we're here. Uh, put uh, links to the show uh, when it comes out on Tuesdays. We use that hashtag tune in Tuesday. So um, if you do that for us, that would be great. And for those people who are just like real barn burners and world beaters, uh, we love our patrons. Uh, patrons are people who actually financially support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can help support the show. I was going to say that because I was going to jump in and play the part of Giselle. Oh, she always Giselle? says it, yes, but I didn't get that chance. So maybe Sorry, next let's time. Let's try it again. So if you want to become a patron on our Patreon, it's as little as... A dollar a month. Yeah, and you can support the show financially. And if you want to give more than that, we have people who do that. That's great as well. But what I'd like you to think about is next time you go to uh, eat, uh, take a look at the drinks on the menu. Uh, people complain about Starbucks being expensive for coffee, mm -hmm. but I can get my cup of coffee at Starbucks and then a free refill all day long for under $2. At Denny's, it's like three fifty for a cup of coffee. Yeah. Uh, anywhere you go and you buy a soda, uh, other than McDonald's, McDonald's has their $1 gallon of soda, which is a great deal, so I'll go there to is do it. Is it really a gallon? It's not a gallon, but oh. it's 32 ounces, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, But they, they sell it to you for a dollar, and that's what it would cost for you out for a month to help support the show. And if everybody who listened to the show last week gave a dollar, it would make a huge impact on our ability to do this show and to continue uh, making our budget a little bit easier to do. Um, so I really encourage you to go to messituppodcast.com. Click on that button that says become patron or go to patreon.com slash messituppodcast and you can get directly to our page. And uh, we love the people who give to us. We like to give you gifts for doing that. So please um, consider doing that and uh, we really appreciate it. You can also check out my book, which is called Still in Beta and it's still out there uh, ready for reading. Uh, you can get it on your Amazon Kindle. You can get it on your iPad, uh, on Apple Books, or you can get a paperback copy of it through Amazon just by searching for Still in Beta, uh, Paul Pippin, and that is, uh, that's, uh, that's what it takes to, uh, to make it happen. So. We thank everybody who does that and who um, is interested in it. And um, well, thanks for being uh, supportive of the show. And I guess I've bambled on for a long time. I don't want this show to be a bamboozle. No. Uh, so what I want to do is I heard this story, and Bev, I could be wrong, but it might have been you who brought this up to me. But this is, uh, I want to talk about this idea called the uh, lesson of the eagle and the crow. Oh, yes. And it, it comes from um, uh, someone named Solera, Solara, mm -hmm. um, and I'm not sure who that person was, but here's basically the lesson of the eagle and the crow. It says, the only bird that dares to peck an eagle is the crow. The crow will sit on the eagle's back and bite its neck, and the eagle doesn't respond nor fight with the crow. It just takes it. But what it does do is it'll go open its wings and just start flying higher and higher and higher into the sky. And the crow is able to fly, so it doesn't, you know, it's not a big threat to an eagle. If I was on the eagle's back and it started flying, I'd be like, I gotta get off this thing now. But the crow can hang with it. But eventually the, the eagle gets high enough that the oxygen begets, or becomes less and less. It's harder for the crow to breathe. And so it just keeps on going and keeps on going and keeps on going until eventually the crow falls off its back because it can't breathe at mm -hmm. such high altitude mm -hmm. and the eagle is able to do that. And I was thinking about how that is a great lesson for us that sometimes we fight the crows 
that come at us, that we don't have to fight. We have a great way to fight them off through recovery, through Christ. But I choose to fight those, those eagles, and I mean those crows, and those crows can be my demons. They can be my addictions. They can be these things. But I just was wondering, first of all, are you the person who brought me that story? I am, and it was sent to me uh, on Facebook by a friend that I knew in elementary school. Oh my goodness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so when, when you think about that uh, story, first of all, I don't always think of myself as an eagle uh, soaring into the sky and being, you know, just, uh, you know, good. I think of myself more as like that crow who doesn't know what's up and, and, and is just causing problems. So um, that's the first thing that strikes me is I, I don't always feel like an eagle. What do you think when you hear this story for the first time? Oh my gosh, there's so many things. One of the things I think of, though, is that um, obviously I, I'm going to make an analogy to uh, the Christian walk. And I, I feel like as if I were an eagle, I wouldn't do a very good job of it because I don't let things just fall off of me. Mm. I, um, I fight back, forgetting mm-hmm. that uh, if I let it go and I take that issue, whatever that person, whatever that worry, whatever that struggle is to the Lord, it will just fall off my back. Cause then God always tells us he'll fight our battles for us and, and take on whatever that fight is. Uh, the other thing I think about is the scripture that says we'll soar with wings as eagles. Mm-hmm. And, um, I'm sure that when that, uh, that other what bird did you say it was the crow crow. i couldn't think of what it was pigeon or what uh when that crow falls off i'm sure that that eagle really experiences freedom just you know like okay now the world is mine i can go wherever i want to and not be pestered and wouldn't it be that great if we could actually follow that plan and yeah and and it didn't it didn't find freedom by diving into the water and crushing the eagle off its or the crow off its back it kind of by going up to the highest heights right right so took the high road and didn't fight right you know what i mean so what what are the crows in your life what do they look like oh my gosh i mean the crows in my life i I can think about my addictions when i introduce myself at celebrate recovery I'll say I'm a grateful Christian believer who's celebrating recovery over an addiction to pornography, and I currently struggle with codependency. My name is Paul. Hi, Paul. Uh, but you know, I've had a lot of these crows in my life that I've chosen to fight, mm-hmm. uh, that I've chosen to try to will away, to shake off, mm-hmm. or or swing uh, behind me, and I've been defeated by them. And, and, and that pecking might not seem like much the first time, but it's the repetitive. It's the, mm-hmm. the constant of it that just continues to wear me down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, for me, I would absolutely say codependency, anxiety, uh, worry, those three just jump right up there at the top of the list always for me. And, and if you're a person that doesn't struggle with codependency, maybe that doesn't make a lot of sense to you. Uh, but I, I am aware of it every single day of my life. It's, yeah. it's always nagging me. And, uh, 
I don't ever think that I go to bed with a complete sense of victory or that I conquered every challenge I had that day. Yeah, and I think that um, codependency is a thing. First of all, it gets, the, the term gets thrown around a lot, and I think we hear it in a lot of different places. Um, but just a quick definition for me is a fear of what other people think of me and worrying more about what people think of me than what I think of myself or realizing what God thinks of me and knowing that I'm God's favorite. I'm still worried about pleasing other people. And I think to a certain extent, everybody has a little bit of codependency in them. Some of us have a lot more. For some people, it's, it can be crippling. I can, yeah, I can say that my, the worst decisions and the worst mistakes I've ever made in my life were decisions and mistakes based on trying to please somebody else over what I didn't want, mm -hmm. what I really wouldn't have chosen for myself, but because I felt so trapped and just so addicted to that feeling of pleasing somebody else that I wouldn't have made the decision and then regretted it so much. Right. Yeah. And those crows, especially within a codependency context, can really derail me. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think I, I was watching a, a soccer game this weekend with my daughter and there was a player who's just pesky and will go in and just cause problems to the other person and get in their head and cause them to get distracted. And we have players on our team who are known for having mental lapses and if you can get into their head and come mm -hmm. at them, you know that you can knock them off of their game focus and off of their game plan and, and get them distracted and then they will react poorly and not do the right thing. When, when I'm distracted, I don't make my best decision. Mm -hmm. I might make the occasional good decision, but a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a And it's, you know, I don't, I want to be at my best when I'm making any decision. Sure. And if I'm allowing those crows pecking at me to distract me and inhibit my ability to make a good decision, then that crow will eventually win uh, if, I, if I can't overcome what it's trying to do to me. Yeah. Uh, and two, maybe, maybe that eagle uh, sitting on its nest or on its perch or whatever high in that tree, uh, maybe if it, if it was not so distracted, maybe it would have seen that other bird coming along and kept it away where it didn't have the chance to... Right. to bug him to begin with if that makes sense yeah you know so i think we just have to make sure we pay attention well and i think too that the the eagle is there and 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 the reason that other people don't um want to you know the other creatures don't want to mess up with you know that eagle is because the eagle is powerful sure and 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 we are powerful. We're God's favorite. Yeah. Yet, yet these distractions will come at us and, and, and cause us uh, problems. Well, well, yeah, no, once again, I, I think we forget that we have that power. Yeah. You know, the eagle yeah. has strength and power that we probably don't really understand. So do we. Yeah. And we just don't always tap into it. Well, I'm going I'm to take a pause here so we can listen to a little bit of our song of the week. And also, I think my grandson wants to come get a snack. So oh. we're going to take a break from the recording. But this is Lauren Daigle. The song is called Hold On To Me. We're going to give you about 90 seconds. We'll be back on the other side to uh, tell you our thoughts. So here's 90 seconds of Lauren Daigle, Hold On To Me. Hold on to me when it's too dark to see you. 
Daigle. Uh, she does it again with this new one. What did you think, Bev? What, what stood out? Mm. You know, as we were listening to it during the break, I felt tears just brimming on the edges of my eyes. It's just such a powerful song. And the thought that hit me is that if you look at each stanza of this song going down and listen to it all the way through, it describes every single emotion, um, every single feeling that we can possibly have, and yet God is still faithful to hold on to us, mm -hmm. hold on to me. Right. And the one that really grips me, and I know I've lived this way, uh, hold on to me when I forget I need you. Yeah. So I know that even there's no other friend that will do that, except maybe you, <laughs> Paul. But um, even when we reject God or we don't even realize that we need him, he's still there on our side, mm -hmm. fighting for us and loving us and holding us and teaching us and training us and walking with us. It's just really yeah. a humbling Yeah, thought. this song has been stripped down of all the polish and, and, and whatnot. It's not overproduced mm -hmm. with a 50 piece orchestra mm -hmm. or anything like that. Very, very straightforward, very, very simple but very powerful. And it's, I, I have to think that this song was written from a place of understanding this, mm -hmm. that this is a song of explanation, of, of revelation. And, and those stanzas, they do, they hit me. Um, you know, when the best of me is barely breathing. I, I've been there where it's like, I can't do it anymore. This is all I've got and it's not enough. Um, and slamming the doors that that you've opened and, and it's sticking my head in the sand with my addiction. And, uh, you know, I can remember when I was in the midst of my addiction and acting out, I, I used to wear a cross to prove to everybody that I was good. And when I would act out, I would take that cross off because I couldn't stand the symbol of it, knowing that I was doing what I was going to do. And I remember the first time I took it off and realized that I was like, but I still, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to just, I'm going to do that. And, and then it goes in, you know, when I feel like I'm, I don't feel like I'm worth um, defending and I'm tired of all my pretending. Oh my goodness. Have I been there? Yes, I've been there so many times. Um, but, but he does, he does love us. And, and that thing, when I let go, hold on to me again it's like the ing i have a bracelet on my yes. wrist that i've been wearing since thanksgiving that says live ing and it, it is referring to romans 12 2 that says that god is renewing you know by the renewing of our spirit that it's a constant thing and that he will hold me again because i will need to be held again and here's the thing we're here with our baby with camden Camden Paul, by the way, just got to stick that in there. Uh, a human being has been named after me. Um, he does not have to ask anybody to hold him. Right. There's never a time when it's like, okay, I'm just going to put Camden down because nobody wants to hold him. It's always, hey, is it okay if I hold the baby now for a little while? Because we just love the joy of holding that precious little one in our arms. And and don't you know that God loves to just hold us? We, he doesn't need anything from us. I don't need anything from Camden. He lays there and, and our older son, Lucas, cracked up. 
because he poops while I'm holding him. And that was funny, and it I didn't mind. Now, let me tell you, if I hold you, listener, in my arms and you poop, I'm going to be like, ew. But Camden, he's just, and that's what I am for God. I'm just, he wants to hold me. He, he wants to hold me more than I want him to hold me. He wants me more. And that's just amazing. I know we were taking pictures yesterday and at one point you were kind of holding him up into the air and his little arms and his little mouth were just hanging open. His arms were hanging down. His legs were just floppy. And Heather said, look at him. He's just so relaxed and comfortable. And that last line says, I could rest here in your arms forever because I know nobody loves me better. And uh, what a great picture of um, trust mm -hmm. and peace coming together yeah. in one moment. Yeah. I, I don't always live that way. I'd love to. Yeah. I would love to. Great song, though. Great yeah, song. Really good Very song. powerful. Um, so going back to our crow and our eagle story, it strikes me that the, the eagle knows to fly. It knows to fly up where the crows can't get it. But it also dawns on me that the eagle can't stay up there. The eagle mm -hmm. has to come back right. down right. where the crows are. We can't stay away from and above our addiction. We have to eventually come back down off of the mountaintop experience and be in where the addictions can come at us again. Mm. And, and that's, I guess, where my recovery comes in is to know that, okay, this is what I do to stay away from those problems. This is, the, the problems will be there. The crows are going to come. And sometimes we invite the crows. I, I used to work at Starbucks and the, the crows would come and, and get into our trash. And so we'd try to keep the trash bins closed. And we had a person there that loved crows and they would throw the trash bins open so that <laughs> the crows could get into the trash. Um, and sometimes we do that. Sometimes we go and we throw the trash bins open so the crows can come and we can just mingle with them and, and, and revel in that destruction and, and, and mess that comes with the crows. How, how do we, how do you deal with those crows on a daily basis? Are you able to soar? Do you know, all right, don't fight them, just soar? Or do you sometimes fight them? And, and, and if you're fighting them, what, what, ones, what are those crows that'll make you fight rather than fly? Wow, that's a big question. And I'm I don't a big really, guy. Yeah, I've you been are. sitting in Hawaii doing nothing but eating yeah. malasadas. Well, unfortunately, I have two, and so I haven't really been challenged to think about these uh, difficult things that I walk through in life. <laughs> so, um, sitting around all day and watching the sun and the rain and the oceans and, and, the, baby. and the new baby, yeah, yeah, is about it. Um, first of all, let me just say, I remember you, uh, teaching your lessons on Friday nights and you would often talk about the white knuckling experience, mm -hmm. you know, just holding mm -hmm. on with everything you've got to stay sober yeah, why and why coyote. it doesn't, yeah. right. And why it doesn't work because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are people out there that can stay sober from whatever it is, but they're still not living the life of a person who has peace because they're working so hard 
to try to overcome that. You right. Know? And, and there's a difference between... There is. And, and I'll, I'll just use alcohol as an example, just, but there's a difference between not drinking and being sober. Sure. Being sober is not just not drinking. Sure. You know, sober is a, a, a mental state. Yeah. Well, struggling with codependency um, also means that I often struggle with feeling that I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. So if you ask me if I'm able to stay sober all the time, the absolute answer is no. Mm -hmm. I'm not always sober from codependency. I, um, I probably, oftentimes I feel like I fail as much as I succeed in a day. And the only way I know that is at the end of the day, I, I take a daily inventory and look back over my life and I can see where I could have done much better, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but to ask me how I can live in that, um, in victory over my addictions and compulsive behaviors. And I have to say, for me, there's a couple of elements. Number one, I have to stay in God's word every day. Right. I have to. I'm finally kicking the habit of not doing that. And it's coming much more easy to me now than it used to. And so reading God's word every day. Number two, I, and this is only for me, folks. It's not what I expect for everybody, and, and nor would, I, you know, do I have a right to even say that, but... I only listen to Christian music. I do. I, I don't listen to any other type of music. Very rarely um, do I ever choose something that's not um, God-centered. Thirdly, and I was thinking of this day as I was walking out into the beautiful cloudy sky here, it's just that every single day of my life I have to die to myself. And what that looks like for me is saying every day, Lord, I cannot do this life on my own. Um, help me. Uh, if you see anything in me, please point it out to me. And more than that, help me to respond to that pointing out. Mm -hmm. It's not all your job, God, to just point out stuff to me and then me ignore it. <laughs> that would just be stupid to even mm -hmm. ask mm -hmm. for that. So when I feel like God has shown me something to act on that and try to improve it the next time around. So there's the things for me. I think that probably one of the last one would be stay accountable. Right. Stay accountable. Um, and I haven't been real good at that this year with the COVID thing, mm -hmm. but um, I'm working my way back that way. You know, I think about that accountability. That's one of the things I think about with keeping the crows off for me is, um, you know, working through a step study right now. Uh, we're here in Hawaii, so we've got a time difference of three hours. Mm -hmm. And so typically I, I meet with my step study group at uh, six o'clock on Monday night. So that's three o'clock here in the afternoon. And, and last week we were driving. We had been out, <laughs> uh, you know, hiking on the floor of a volcano through a, a dried up lava lake uh, on an active volcano and not a great cell signal and whatnot. And, came back into town and then here's the phone ringing and it's my guys calling me <laughs> for my step study, holding me accountable for my right. step study. And um, it was great. It, it made me feel so good to know that I had those guys like, hey dude, crow coming, crow coming yeah, right, right Yeah, and, and that really 
helped me to know that I was going to be okay for that day and that I'll be okay in the future as well doing that. And it also is good for me to know that I've done it before. I know how to fly above the crow. Right. right. I know how to go up where the oxygen is thin. I know that I'll be okay and that the crows won't be there. And so I know where I can go. You know, Superman had his little fortress of solitude. You don't want to live there, but it's good to go away, to recharge, to understand what it is that's being done or said or, or needs to be done or needs to be said or what I need to do and to have that. And the more I practice that, the more natural it becomes. Right. You know, that eagle didn't fly to the highest heights when it first left the nest. Oh, I'm sure not. You know, we've got to, we've got to stretch our wings. We've got to exercise. We've got to practice. We've got to do these things. You know, a marathon runner doesn't run a marathon without working its way up to a marathon. And if you don't believe me, go out and run a marathon tomorrow if you haven't run a marathon and just see what it is. And if you have run a marathon, go out and run a marathon tomorrow and then work on it and see if your time doesn't get better as you mm -hmm. train for it. Mm -hmm. And so we need to train for the crows. Yeah, I've been thinking about the um, in the world, you know, like uh, living uh, in the world, you know, I can't, I'm sorry, I've just totally lost my thought, but, uh, but not of the world, uh -huh. you know, and... Without that expression of living in the world but not of the world, we don't really have a lot of purpose here. There's not much for us to do when we're just um, functioning or just existing. Um, and I think that we can be misunderstood uh, thinking that we're in recovery, that there might be people out there that think that when we're in recovery, what we're doing is we're living in isolation. So, yeah. we, so we pull away from everybody who would tempt us or who might um, uh, trigger us, but it's not that. You know, Jesus walked with publicans and sinners and he yeah. loved them and lived among them. And sometimes I think I'm not real, I'm not always aware of that, that I need to do more of that, but I've got to learn to live strong so that I am in the world, but not of the world. That, right. I'm, that I'm seen as different in the way that people think that I would be like Jesus and let Jesus shine through, but not so, not religious. If I'm religious, people are gonna look at me and say, you're a weirdo. Right. I don't wanna be anything like you, right. you know? And so. you know, I think you know, we can see as kids go off to college after they've been brought up in a, a Christian home and maybe go to a Christian school and go to church all the time and youth group on Wednesdays and Sundays and go to church camp and listen to Christian music and all that. And then they go away and, and that safety net is not there. Mm -hmm. Mom and dad are not there telling them mm -hmm. you can't do this. They're not protecting them from what they might hear or see on TV right. or radio or, or on the internet. And, and, and it's out there. This stuff's yes. out there. Yes. And I'm not saying we need to immerse our kids. I'm not going to take Camden and, and you know, take him down to the bar and let him know what life is about tomorrow. But I'm also saying that if he doesn't have a plan for what to do when he hits that, if the only thing that he's been taught is just to avoid all that stuff, right. and then it comes right in his path, its chances of beating him are, go way up. Right. Um, and so we need to prepare ourselves for that walk. We need to prepare ourselves for the crows. Hey, listen, Eagle, you're cool. We put you on our money. Great. The Eagle, you know, a powerful creature. But someday there's going to be a crow and it's going to come peck you in the back of your neck. 
And if you've ever been pecked on the back of your neck, you know that's a place that you can't really get to very well. You can't see it. You can't, it just, you know, it's back there. I remember when we went to Thanksgiving in Gatlinburg and little Heather didn't want to be kissed and so she'd wipe off a kiss and we'd kiss her right between her shoulder blades because she <laughs> couldn't wipe it off. And it was like, we're going to get you right there and that's where that crow's going to go. It's going to find out where you can't get it and it's going to attack you there. And that's where, where addictions get me. That's where my habits, my hurts, my hangups, they, they attack me where I'm weak. They don't attack me head on where I'm strong because right. they're not strong enough to, to defeat at that point. But they're strong enough to defeat me where I'm weak. And once I'm defeated... I'm not strong anymore. I'm brought down to that weakest link. And I don't want God to be my weakest link. Right. That's why I don't right. pray for strength. I pray for weakness. Right. So I'll lean on God because if God is my weakest link, I've got a strong chain, sister. A yeah. really strong you chain. You sure do. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that Satan knows that if we get to that point of being defeated, we're weakened, and then we can't be effective in sharing Christ to a dying world. Mm -hmm. So if we're cut off at the knees... Um, what better uh, weapon to throw at us than to say, you know what, you're so busy taking care of yourself right now and staying sober that um, don't don't worry with your neighbor. They they don't need to know. You just you just live right. Yeah, and if I'm too weak to fight for myself, there's no way I'm going to fight right. for someone else. That's right. Mm -hmm. Right. Very very so, true. Well, yeah. cool. Well, this was good. Well, uh, check out that that story uh, from Solar, the the eagle and the crow, and check out that new song from Lauren Daigle, because that one is a winner, my folks. Um, I really appreciate everybody being here. I appreciate you listening through the Kogi Frog. You may have heard intern Dave walk through to get a snack <laughs> and, and walk out. I've been trying to get him to be on the show, but he's a little bit shy. Um, but thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Check out the Patreon page um, and consider, remember, it's as little as- A dollar a month. And, and you can really, really make a difference. And listen, I'm not saying just do a dollar. If you want to do five, if you want to do 10, 25, whatever it happens to be, you can do that. Um, and, and every little bit helps. Is that right, Intern Dave? Every bit helps? Yeah. There you go, Intern Dave, straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, so uh, we really appreciate you. Give us a rating and a review on iTunes, and we will see you next time we mess it up. <laughs>